0: It's Matt Bloomfield at Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers
1: Show. Good evening, and welcome to episode three, series three of the Wickham Wanderers Show. Uh, no Colin this week. He failed his uh, pre-match fitness test and failed. Uh, so it is Luke here with you until seven o'clock. We have a very busy show coming up Tonight including our new reporter Craig Anderson talks to Gareth Ainsworth and Daryl Horgan at this morning's press session. Uh, the very exciting news that Alfie Mawson is back. Here's a chat with the press from this morning's press session as well. We'll be joined later on by Wicked Wanderers Trust Chairman Nigel Kingston uh, we'll talk about the club, the trust, and the Wickham Wanderers women as well, which things very nicely. Uh, to talking to the vice captain of Wickham Wanderers women, uh, Cara Howes. She was talking to Luke Cashman earlier in the week. You'll hear that uh, before the end of the show. And we'll talk to international fan Cello as well, who spent a week with the club. He's seen Wickham play in person for the first time. It was the Bolton game, but luckily he saw them win on Tuesday. But first, as it is very hot outside, uh, I'm joined by Phil Catchpole from Adams Park Stadium I'm guessing it's far too warm in the offices.
2: Yeah, I'm sat out in the press box uh, and overlooking this pristine pitch, which just seems to get better every time I look at it. It's, um, it's been cut into like a checkerboard, so oh, it nice. looks like uh, you could play a massive game of chess on it.
1: Uh, how are the, uh, the groundskeepers coping with the warm weather?
2: Well, you know, the, the, the heat is good for the grass growth, apparently. Um, I think you've obviously got to keep your water. That's the challenge uh, at the moment, because obviously it's so hot. But, the, you know, the sun and uh, the heat is good for grass growth. Uh, but, yeah, it's all about getting the water on. So those sprinklers have been on quite a bit, I think.
1: I can imagine. Uh, before we talk about uh, Saturday, last Saturday and uh, Tuesday, uh, let's start with the very exciting news, uh, that Alfie Mawson is back.
2: He is, yeah, uh, unveiled uh, today. Uh, uh, it's a great fanfare at Adams Park and fantastic reaction. From the Wickham fans as well, um, I think um, most of them have been replying to anything the club have put out on social media with uh, to sign, you know, announce Mawson. Uh, well, they have, and uh, it's it's great news and really good to sit down and chat with Alfie earlier as well. And it, he hasn't changed a bit. I mean, I remember doing his first ever interview in that season. He came on loan from Brentford, uh, a very laid-back character, um, you know, f- fantastic professional, great player, obviously. Um, but yeah, seems to take everything in his stride, and um, he was genuinely delighted to be back you could see it he says it feels like a family at Wickham and you know it, the option was there and um, he said he, it felt like coming home and for which for a player that was never owned by Wickham Wanderers is a huge statement and it just shows you uh, the pulling power of, of Wickham Wanderers and the staff there that have enabled not just Alfie to come back um, there's several other players you, you could add to that list of people who returned to Adams Park Yes, yeah, scored seven times in his 51 appearances
1: uh, when he was here in the 2014-15 season, um, and we'll hear from him a little bit later on. And as you said, by the sounds of it, he has been keeping a very close contact with, with Gareth and Matt Bloomfield as well
2: yeah yeah he's kept in touch with them and you know I, I know that he's um, I've seen his mum coming down there in the t- you know, buying tickets uh, around the playoffs and stuff like that they, they don't live that far away um, so I think it's it's just been that sort of club where people keep in touch and, and when things pan out like they have that you know it's fallen nicely for, for Wickham Wanderers um, and the other really great thing and you'll hear this in the interview as well is that um, you know in terms of stepping up in, in, in terms of a leadership role um, he's only 28 still which which is, um, uh, is, is difficult to, 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 to keep remembering that because he's in the, he's in his prime as a player, but he's been in the top flight. He's played a lot of Premier League games, a lot in the Championship. So for the likes of Chris Farino and Jack Waitley, to have someone like Alfie Mawson uh, alongside them in the changing room, at the training ground, on the pitch, um, is going to be huge.
1: Yeah, a brilliant signing. Uh, well then, let's talk about the games and let's start with Saturday. Uh, after the first game of the season, winning 3-0, I don't think anyone was expecting a 3-0 loss.
2: Uh, well, it, this football isn't it. At yeah. This stage of the season, it's very difficult to understand who's the form horse, who's doing what with with business and stuff still being done in and around the place. Um, I, mean, I think Bolton are going to be challenging up there. Looking at the form we spoke about, is going into the game. They they finished um, like a steam train last season. You know, winning fourteen out of the last twenty two games. I think they were second in the form table from January to the end of the season. So there was always going to be tough. Um, first home game of the season as well. Big crowd. Um, um, and they played some really good football. I think Gareth immediately after the game, didn't he, held up his hands and said, "I've set up wrong." Uh, they were very open, and um, credit to Bolton, they took the chances because Wickham also had chances in that first half, but crucially didn't take them because I think if they equalise at one-one or, or get a goal back early in the second half at two-one, then, then obviously it's a different game. But they didn't do that, and that that third goal in the second half was absolutely killer because Wickham were on top, but they were having to over then start to overcommit because they hadn't made the breakthrough left the gaps and were punished by a, you know, a ruthlessly efficient Bolton team who, who I was very impressed with on the day so uh, look he's difficult after two games in the league you don't really get a flavour of the table and who's who's who until about ten games in um, but Gareth Ainsworth will certainly be looking at that as a bit of a benchmark for where they want to be this season.
1: Yeah you mentioned about Gareth you know, holding his hands up and saying it was his fault, we hear from uh, Daryl Horgan later on who who also said the same thing and I think that's the great thing about the club is it, you know they all individually take the blame for it if you know they are a team and that's what they do we, we see from other clubs that fall out mid mid season but with Wickham it's you know we are in this together
2: absolutely and you know it's quite unusual for managers to come out and and sort of almost sort of take the rap immediately after the game um, you know Gareth is always incredibly calm after after matches um, even though we spoke not that you know it was quite just a few minutes after the final whistle really um, but very calm and he's calm in in victory as he is in in defeat Um, So there's never any overreactions or knee-jerk reactions. There's never sort of hanging any dirty laundry out in public if if he wants to sort of chastise a pair, which I'm sure he will have to do and has done in the past uh, and and will do in the future, no doubt. But that's done behind closed doors. Um, And I think that's why the the respect level is there between the staff and the players at Wickham Wanderers. But yeah, I mean he held his hands up to it and said look that was that's on me um uh and we'll see what happens this week because very different game back at adams park and um yeah another tactical test
1: uh before we talk about tuesday's game uh here is the goals from the game <laughs>
2: Good evening from Sixfield. You're listening to Wanderers TV and Wickham Sound. 106.6 FM in the High Wickham area with me, Phil Catchpole. And this evening we're joined uh, on co by a former Wickham Wanderers player and former cobbler, Scott McGleish. First round of the League Cup. Wickham Wanderers taking on uh, Northampton in League Two. Jacobson is just about 23 yards from goal, just to the right of centre. Suits so a left foot up. And Jacobson dinks it over the wall and scores! Joe Jacobson, the set piece master, does it again. Ninth season at Wickham Wanderers, he's like a fine wine. And against the Clarets, he's done it again. Wickham one and up here at Sixfield. Here's the bar, little back heel to Mella. Mella strong goal and scores. Wickham have doubled their lead. Flag stays down. Incisive through the middle. Lovely little back heel from the bar, and Mella scampers through the middle for his first goal for the Chairboys. Beats him, Max, dead with ease. And Wickham-Ondra's two goals to lead here at Sixfield. Well, goal from Northampton now makes it very interesting as Guthrie strides forwards. Mellor puts him under pressure. They go into Mitch Pinnock. Patterned them with a loose clearance there. It's the parrys in and he's side down and that is a penalty. Looks like Joe Jacobson's come sliding in yeah, Jacobson on Apare Initial mistake from Patton that has left Apare in and Jacobson Has slid in The interesting to see who takes it It looks like Apare wants the ball but you've got Danny Hilton on there Pinock, I think he took them last year Tyler will be confident on penalties Tyler, Dickinson in goal And it goes down the wrong way And Apare puts it To the left of Tyler Dickinson The right as we look at it Dickinson went the other way and it's game on here at Sixfields, Northampton Town 1, Wicked Wanderers 2, Louis Appare from the penalty spot game over, full time whistle here, goals from Joe Jacobson and Demani Miller in the first half, Northampton 4 back in the second, a triple sub gave them some momentum, they won a penalty after a foul by Joe Jacobson on Louis Appare who then scored the penalty past Tyler Dickinson for Wicked Wanderers. They saw that out with some class tonight.
1: Now, Phil, I will point out that in in that you did say it would be really interesting now if Northampton scored and then there was a penalty. So I'm not saying it's your fault, um, but, you know, possibly is.
2: Well... You could see the pattern of the game. Um, I think Northampton made seven changes going into the game from their league game. and But looking at their bench, they had their big hitters, um, you know, Pinnock and, and Hilton being uh, two of them. And I think McWilliams, they made the triple sub and all of a sudden they look very strong in terms of their starting, what you would call their starting league 11. Um, so you could see, how that could possibly make an impact, and they, they did make almost an instant impact. So, yeah, I did, um, I did sort of almost sort of call that upon ourselves there. But what I am saying is I don't have the lottery numbers for this no, Saturday, no, That Sorry. was my
1: next question, so I won't <laughs> ask you that. Uh, but for Wickham, though, a great game. Uh, ten changes for the chair boys. A very young side that performed really well.
2: Yeah, I mean, fantastic evening for the club because just eight players from the starting 11, 22 years old or younger um, shows you a huge evolution in, in where this club is at. Um, it wasn't that many years ago that Gareth Ainsworth was playing in the Football League trophy at the age of 43, coming off the bench. Um, and, you know, only having three or four players named on the sub's bench. You know, we can't do that anymore obviously there's, there's, you can use five in a game now but Wickham have got, got a deep squad um, but you know senior debuts for the likes of Jasper Pattendon, uh, Damani Mella uh, sorry it, um, he did play in the league game but his, uh, his first uh, senior goal Demani Mella, Jack Waitley getting minutes as well, uh, Tyler Dickinson continuing goal and having a good game um, yeah really good news I think for, for the club as a whole because it just shows you that they've been trusted with the opportunity to get Wickham through in, in one of the major competitions and they done so and you know they got into the draw for round two and they've been rewarded with a home tie now against Bristol City and I'd imagine that they will be rotation in that game as well because although there will be the, the prize of a third round draw when the Premier League big boys enter um, I think it's an opportunity for those young players to continue and they can now test themselves against the championship side
1: yeah that second round game uh, on Wednesday the 24th of August kick-off at 7.45 at Adams Park uh, we talked about the younger players on Tuesday but Nick Freeman as well obviously back after a really long time injury with a couple of close to Chances for him?
2: Yeah, I thought he scored. Um, I really did. In, in near the end of the game, he um, he. he... He benefited from some excellent pressing from Damali Mella and uh, his shot deflected off a defender off the inside of the post so he's inches away from, from getting his first goal of the season but um, Scott McLeish, our co-coms on the night um, gave Nick the man of the match and, uh, and deservedly so as well he used class really from, from first minute to the last, every time he got the ball he was in a tight situation, often with two, three players around him as is often the case in central midfield but he, he just looked like he had a lot more time on the ball than anybody else in there and and that's a real sign of a key quality player. Um, but it is just brilliant to see how well he's recovered from that long-term injury, um, how he's attacked pre-season, how he's played his way into the plans of the management team after being out for so long. Um, and it's wonderful to see, and he's certainly staked a claim for this Saturday, I would say. Yeah, and I know we mentioned this
1: season as well when, when his ex- um, extension to his contract, but credit to the club as well for keeping him on there with that long-term injury um, and that, that paying off now.
2: Absolutely, I mean, it, I think that was a really canny bit of business by the club because um, you don 't know with these injuries you don 't know if um, how well the operation will go how well the uh, the rehab will go then there 's the mental impacts of the injury I mean Nick has passed all of these hurdles with flying colors so far, um, which is fantastic news but it also sends out a good message to the players at the club. It sends out a good message to the game in general that this is a club that looks after their players. Uh, they have a duty of care. Um, you know, they didn't have to give him that contract extension. They could have said, you know what, you know, you've been here since 2016. This injury has come at a time in your contract cycle. We won't be renewing. And then there's a real moment where he then has to go through his rehab with the question mark of not having a club, not having that structure to to um, to go through that rehab with. Um, and I think it's been a really good move by the club it's paid off in in, in spades now because Nick is out there doing the stuff on the pitch as well but like I say professionals at the club professionals around the game and agents and other players would have seen that and they'd have taken a lot of respect for that
1: yeah definitely Uh, let's look ahead then to Saturday's game Uh, it's going to be a hot one uh, off the pitch uh, but on the pitch against Shrewsbury your thoughts going ahead to Saturday
2: well it's going to be tough because um, you know Steve Cottrell the manager of Shrewsbury is is renowned uh, to have a highly competitive team Uh, they're normally built on on really solid defences we've only got to cast our mind back to that poor run that Wickham had in uh, February last Last season it was a nil-nil here on a Tuesday night. Wickham I think had something like 26 shots, and it was a nil-nil game. Um, but they they defended like their lives depended on it that night. Shrewsbury and didn't offer a huge amount going forwards. Um, they've recruited well in the window. I think Shay Dunkley at the back is a really good signing. He can pop up with a goal as well from, uh, from centre-back. Um, so I think it will be very much the onus on, on the Wickham front five, so to speak, to find a way through. First goal is massive because if, if Wickham get it, then Shrewsbury then have to step out a bit. May well leave some other gaps, a bit like Wickham had to do away at Bolton. If Shrewsbury nick one then they will be incredibly tough to break down Uh, and Steve Cottrell they they kind of almost play in his his image a bit you know he's he's gruff he's spiky Um, you know you'd imagine that um he lets his players know when he's not happy with them um, I've certainly seen him uh, go take a few journalists to task after <laughs> games in the past um, not you though obviously unfortunately uh, well, I haven't had to interview yeah. him but yeah um, I'd imagine um, he's quite a gruff character to deal with if you're not delivering um, but you know he's been around the game for a long time he's got a great track record and it's going to be tough on Saturday I think the Heat will definitely play a part but it's the same for both teams uh, there will be drinks breaks and, and obviously they can be doubled up and get tactical information into the teams as well um, but it's it goes with a lot of these games, especially in League One. I think the first 10-15 minutes absolutely vital. Wickham do tend to start quickly at home. If they can get that first goal, then, um, then I would expect them to go on and, and take the three points. But this is a tough division. We're in the early stages. We're still seeing where people are at. But um, I think either way, it's going to be a great game
1: and how do you think Wickham are going to line up after obviously 10 changes on uh, Tuesday obviously we're going to see some more of, more of the senior players uh, on Saturday but do you we think we'll see any of the, the younger players starting
2: well it's tough to predict now because the squad is is deep there's quality in um, and covering in nearly every position now um, so yeah Chris Farino had a really good 45 minutes um, in the first half against um, Northampton Town I think that was a, a pre a pre-made decision get 45 minutes under your belt and then we'll take you off at half time just to kind of ease him back in after his disruptive pre-season but I thought he played really, really well um, you know, Alfie Mawson's back now is he, is he Matt Sharp? We don't know is he ready for competitive action just yet we don't know so there's decisions to be made um, midfield is um, a tough one as well because like I say Nick Freeman I thought was excellent um, you've got Lewis Wing now he's looking um, you know fit again after another disruptive pre-season but he's a real quality player you've got Dominic Gabe going in there um, yeah who'd be a football manager Luke because you know only 11 can start um, and Gareth Ainsworth has got to pick those but he's got to get it right this time and, and get the three points
1: yeah something that Gareth's not been you know overly used to I a couple of seasons ago, we talked about this on Tuesday. You know, they didn't have the the people that he could move around. This time, he has got lots of players that he can pick from again from the from the development squad as well.
2: Yeah, well, this is a different angle to management now because in the past, when he had a small squad, he could almost say it made him made it a bit easier mm-hmm. because you know he knew who his um, his, uh, his best eleven was, his best system because the options were very very limited. Whereas now there's a lot of options there and it enables him to develop tactically, which he is doing, you know, they're always learning, he's always saying that, um, but it means there's more decisions to be made, um, which is great, you know, it, it means he can develop, the club can develop, um, but yeah he has to evolve as a manager and he, I think he's been doing that um, in this respect in the in just over the last sort of 12, 14 months now because he's had a lot more in terms of resource and, and people to look after uh, and then there's a the personal side of it as well because he has to keep the players happy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, be joining us on Saturday for commentary from three team news from two uh, hopefully you've got lots of drink with you but saying that the press box is fairly shaded
2: yeah yeah we're under cover here um, I'm pleased to say but yeah it's going to be warm uh, I'm just glad I'm not running around on Saturday that's all I'm saying no I hope the uh,
1: the shop has got lots of uh, hats in as well because I think there might be a lot of them being brought
2: absolutely yeah. yeah. get down here early as well and enjoy the uh, the beer tent and everything else and uh, and the, the terrace is in the shade as well
1: thank you to Phil for this week's match debrief more of that next week now as you may have seen on Wanderers TV or social media international Chairboys fan Cello saw his first in person Chairboys game last Saturday uh, he did see them win on
3: Tuesday as well he also got to talk to TJ Debar as well Juego de Copa el martes por la noche siempre son muy complicados el equipo se va adelante 2-0 luego el 2-1 pero al final se logra lo, lo importante que es el pase a las se- a la se- segunda ronda cuáles son a- ahorita tus tus emociones Por la verdad que como tú dices eh, partido de copa en un martes siempre va a ser difícil
1: which we'll talk to him about in a few moments time because I caught up with him earlier today to find out how he first
3: found the chairboys well the short version of uh, of this incredible tale for me it was basically ahí I- I started to unattach from the Premier League, big uh, commercial clubs, and I was looking for, basically for for a team to to support, to be like, to engage myself again with with uh, English football, with the core values of 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 um, of uh, football, of family, um, uh, tradition, all these important committed values that that are. Uh, vital for um, for this sport, and basically I just uh, stumbled upon this magnificent club, and and it's all and it's all been in um, evolving um, from there around maybe 2018, 2017 approximately, and now. I'm here at at night, enjoying every second.
1: I was going to say you've had a you've had a, g- a great week. Uh, obviously, maybe not the win on on Saturday, <laughs> but you saw them playing on on Tuesday as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Your first games for for actually watching the the boys in in person. How was that for you? Nah, mate,
3: it, it was unbelievable. It was the best experience of uh, of uh, of my lifetime, and yeah, I mean it's it was unreal. It it was uh, amazing, and I just can. And I just can't wait to, to be here on uh, for the league game, and then uh, on to the next one, on to the next one, and practically uh, all other games I can attend. And yeah, yeah, this is, this is my club now, and I will keep, um, keep uh, tabs on it f- from now on.
1: Uh, and you got to talk to to TJ afterwards
3: as well, uh, interviewing him. Uh, well, how was that for you? Yeah, and no, it it was a a great uh, experience here. All the people from the media team, uh, Matt, Phil, they are uh, amazing people. I mean, it's uh, just uh, uh, unreal to to be here. That's uh, that's the the basic word. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And yeah, yeah, it it it, it was great to. To uh, to interview him in our uh, first tongue, so yeah, yeah, it was great to 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 be out there on the pitch side. Yeah, made I, unbelievable um, experience for me, and yeah, yeah, it, it was yeah, just uh, so real. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, what are your thoughts ahead of uh, ahead of Saturday's game, first game at Adams Park for you as well?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah so it it it, it uh, should be quite exciting for for me and all the fans. Uh Adams Park on the sunlight will maybe a, a, a bit warm that uh, day. Yeah yeah but yeah I mean it's it's a perfect opportunity to 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 bounce back f- um, f- after the Bolton game that that was not a was not as as expected was the, the the Tuesday win on uh, on the cup like really show the uh, the core of the squad, the the young uh, players just mm, stepping up t- to the situation, and and yeah, this this um, Saturday uh, is it's a perfect opportunity to to keep on this uh, this good form, and and well, that, then there's two difficult uh, away games it next and and Barnsley, so it will be amazing to. To go to this, uh to th- to those uh, two, two next games um, after a win.
1: A uh, big thank you to Cello for talking to me earlier on. If you were wondering what that loud bang was uh, halfway through the interview, uh, that was the bird removal system. It's a very loud noise that goes off at Adams Park uh, to get the birds off the pitch. Uh, so no one was attacking Phil. Don't worry. Coming up next on the Wick and Wanderers show for this week, uh, we'll be talking to Wick and Wanderers Trust Chairman Nigel Kingston. All that coming up next. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This. Is Wickham Sound? It is the Wickham Wanderers show. Without Colin, as I mentioned earlier, he uh, he failed his pre-match fitness test uh, and sadly can't be with us tonight. He'll hopefully be back with us next week. Uh, Now, though, let's talk to the uh, Trust Chairman, Nigel Kingston. How are you, Nigel? This evening, all good?
4: Yeah, very good. Thank you. Just managing to keep cool.
1: Uh, That was going to be my question. How are you doing with the heat?
4: Yeah, yeah, coping well with it. Not, good, good. Not, not too much of a problem. As long as it doesn't get into the mid-30s, then it gets picked too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, let's start off uh, talking about the exciting news from this afternoon, uh, that Alfie Mawson is a chairboy once again.
4: Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He, Everybody loved Alfie Mawson when he was at the club before, and I think his return to the club is going to be welcomed by everybody and i think it's a, it's a statement really from the club about how committed they are to getting this team up to the top of the league and and into into the championship
1: yeah, and we'll hear from Alfie a little bit later on on the show. Um, and he said that he's been, he's been, he's kept in contact with, with Matt Bloomfield and with Gareth as well. And he's one of many players that have come back to Wickham Wanderers for a second term. And I think that just shows you what, that's all you need to know really about the club and how supportive of it is of the family and the, the community feel it has. No, that's
4: absolutely right. It is. When you look back over the last few years, you see, uh, as you say, a number of players coming back they like the club they like the atmosphere they like the managers they like the coaches and you know they they're delighted to to, to come back and and to stay with us so yeah it's all good news is that
1: yeah very very good news And i said we're here from alfie um a little bit later on now as i mentioned uh, you are trust chairman um and for i don't think i know this as well i don't think i've actually ever asked you this on a, on a saturday as well but what's your background with the club how did you first you know become a chairboys fan
4: Oh gosh, that goes back a long way. We were still at Lokes Park at the time and uh, I started going uh, to Lokes Park, wanted to support a local team and that was in the late 80s Um, and it just carried on from there. Loved it
1: and uh, yeah, never stopped. And you've been a member of the the Trust uh, board since 2015?
4: Been a member of the Trust for a long, long time and, uh, and chairman of it for coming up for two and a half years, I think it is now.
1: Yeah, and there's been, you know, lots of changes uh, since then, obviously, with the Kuhigs with coming in as well. Um, you know, you must have seen so much change.
4: Yeah, a lot, lot of change. I mean, the, the Trust, you know, owned the club completely from 2012 uh, and rescued it, uh, ran it for uh, eight years, which was very difficult financially but we made sure it survived and that's that's the key thing because one of the trust's aims is uh, to be a long-term guardian of the football club so that it's there not just for us but for our children and our grandchildren to to keep going and we all know in football owners come and go uh, I, I mean hopefully the Kuigs are here for a long time but at some point there might be new owners but the trust will still be there safeguarding the future of the football club
1: and you know we've spoken to rob um a, a few times uh, this season and last season and obviously the the big thing that has come up is is wanting to make improvements uh, around around the stadium and the one that everyone always talks about is uh, is an access road i know you can't say a lot about it um but what can what can you tell us
4: there's there's a lot of lot of work going on about the access road uh, from the upper car park or to and from the upper car park. A lot of meetings uh, happening, both with uh, Edward Dashwood uh, and the, the planning people. And fingers crossed, at some point in the non-too-distant future, that will become a reality. But at, at the minute, everybody's working hard to see if we can make it happen.
1: Yeah, I think everyone, you know, if you've been to, to Adams Park over the last seasons, I've seen so much change um, at the ground. Um, is there what else other than the, uh, the access to it or other things that the Trust have got in mind uh, looking forward over this season and, and into the future?
4: Well, we're working very closely with Rob Kuig and the Football Club Board uh, looking at the future development of the stadium. Rob's very keen to make this a championship club both in terms of the playing side, but also in terms of the facilities. He's got a very clear vision of what he wants to do in terms of improving the stadium, uh, improving stands, potentially looking at uh, adding to the stands and adding to the capacity. And we're working very closely with him because we think that's a great way to go. Um And yeah, hopefully, again, in the not too distant future, there'll be able to be some detailed announcements about what what Rob is
1: planning. Uh, Another thing that's, um, you know, launched um, a couple of years ago um, and has grown in massive success is the Disabled Supporters uh, Association. Um, Last year, uh, Phil and the Trust launched the radio headsets, uh, which have been going really well. Um, But again, the Disabled Supporters Association uh, also going strength to strength.
4: Yeah, it is going from strength to strength. As you say, it's been running for well over a year now. Um, We've done recently a second walk around the stadium uh, with the Disabled Supporters Association so they can look at the things that have improved but also make another list of the things that still need to improve. Um, And, yeah, the the second one was done about two weeks ago. Um, We're working closely with them, as is the club, um to make those improvements. And one of the areas that uh, they're looking at is Box 1 and making Box 1, outside Box 1, an area for disabled supporters to sit so that they don't get dripped on uh, by the roof of the Frank Adams stand. And also the inside of Box 1, a sort of a sensory room so that people who either have autism or are worried about large crowds, can be in a more secluded area. So the three of us are working very closely on that, the club, the DSA and and, and the trust.
1: And for, for fans possibly that haven't heard of the, the DSA before, um, how can people get in, involved with that?
4: Very, very simple. Um, just uh, go on to the uh, trust website uh, and or the club website and you'll be able
1: to uh, pick up the, the address to get in touch with them. Uh, and let's talk about the club because um, Rob has mentioned his aims of uh, straight to automatics for championship. I don't think he wants to go through the playoffs uh, again like last season, although Missy apparently enjoyed them. Um, but I think that is the aim for Gareth as well is to, you know, he's got his target that he set himself uh, is, I think, the same as last year and a couple more points. Um, but it must be great, you know, for someone that's seen and Wanderers since the Loke Parts day to now see them going, possibly fighting up into the championship.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it sort of has, uh, it rings bells back into the 90s when Martin O'Neill uh, was managing the club and moved us into the Football League and then moved us up the Football League. And, and that was a real exciting time. And, and I think we're back in that sort of situation again where the, the club and the manager are really determined to try and get us into, into the Championship. And I'm I'm with Rob, although the playoffs can be quite exciting, I'd rather not bother.
1: <laughs> no, I think there's there's a lot of people that would, would, even though a day out at Wembley is always nice, I think there's a lot of people that would just be happy with the automatics and, and going straight up into the championship. And of course, for fans, you know, there was only, I think there was a game with 1,000 fans and a game with 2,000 fans while we were in the championship. Um, and I know that is very much in, in everyone's back of the mind at the club, is to get fans to a championship game that Wickham is playing.
5: Yeah,
4: exactly. I mean, that was that was such a shame. Uh The year that we that we made it, nobody, well, apart from a few, as you say, nobody could actually see us. Uh And we, the fans, weren't able to go to all those other championship grounds, which would have been a great experience. So yeah, we got to make sure that uh, that that we get there this time.
1: Yeah, definitely. And let's uh, let's hope that's the way things are going to go as well. But I think we've seen, you know, with the excitement over getting into the playoffs last year, uh, but being in the championship as well, season tickets for this year uh, and tickets all round really are are doing really, really well.
4: They are. They are indeed. Yeah, I I think season tickets uh, are somewhere in the region of 15 percent up on where we were uh, this time last year. And I think the, uh, the monthly subscription model for season tickets has been a great success. You know, so if you've not got £300, £350 pounds to shell out at one moment in time, you can do it via subscription and, and even those payments out over the year at no extra cost. That's the great thing, uh, that, that the clubs facilitating uh, that coming uh, on a, a, a no-cost basis, which is brilliant.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I think you know also the uh, the sort of extended coverage of of the Wick and Wanderers content as well with all the Wonders TV stuff. I think especially over the summer that kept everyone, even though it was a very short summer for, for Chairboys fans with the playoffs. I think that kept everyone energised and ready for the for the new season.
4: Yeah, no, that's absolutely right, and I think one person who's really helping in that regard is Phil Catchpole. And I know you talk to Phil uh, quite quite a lot, um, but you know Phil's doing a great job in with Matt. Uh, Cecil in the media department of, you know, getting the message across to a lot more people. And yeah, Wickham TV is a big help in that.
1: Yeah. And, and you're talking about going across to um, more people. We, we just heard from from Cello a few moments ago. The, the international coverage of Chairboys fans now has has skyrocketed. It it,
4: it has. And, and I can't even recall how many countries uh, the worldwide phenomenon is in now because it keeps growing all the time. So you lose track. But it's, yeah, we've got fans all over the place and I remember when not long after Rob Kuig first arrived and he talked about the World worldwide uh, Wanderers and I think there were a few people who thought you know where's this guy coming from uh, but you know fair play to Rob he's made it work and as you say we've got fans all over the globe and uh, and, and they're, they're not just sort of fans for now and then it, you know it wasn't that many matches ago end of last season when we had 250 fans from Spain yeah. over for for a match, you know, so they're prepared to actually put an awful lot of effort in to come and support the team.
1: Yeah, and they were brilliant. I was there for that game uh, and they made one hell of a noise and they did not want to leave either. They were they were very good. Um, another thing that Trust looks after as well, which people might not know, is the Wiccan Wanderers women uh, side as well. And uh, you have, talking of season tickets, some, some news on that as well.
4: Yeah, absolutely. For my sins, I'm uh, chair of uh, Wickham Wanderers Women as well. Obviously, the women's team is affiliated to the football club, but uh, the the trust looks after it. And yeah, there's some really exciting things going on there. Obviously, the success of the Lionesses in the Euros has has given it a rocket boost. Um, And we've got three teams in Wickham Wanderers Women. Uh, just in case people don't know, um, uh, the first team who play in the uh, Southern Women's Southern League, the Reserves play in the Thames Valley League, and the under-18s play in the JPL, which is the Junior Premier League. Um, so we've got three teams. Uh, we have found ourselves a new home ground this year, which is at Burnham Football Club. So all our home matches and all our training is going to be done at Burnham, and that's a great facility. They've got a they've got a one year old three G pitch. Uh, they've got stands where people can sit. There's a bar. There's tea and coffee. There's all the usual uh, football food. So it's a really good facility uh, for us. And, and recently, we've, uh, we've hired a new head coach, Carl Simon. I, you've talked to yeah. Carl yeah, he was great. Uh, recently. And Carl's an absolute bundle of energy, full of enthusiasm, and he's brought a new drive to the team as well. So we've got a team of six coaches. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to the season.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great, especially with a new home as well in in Burnham. Uh, you know, it gives everyone you know that place to go to to you know go and watch the the chair girls because they had a great season last year as well. Yeah, we did. We had a, we had a very good season. The
4: under and won the Bucks and Bucks uh, Cup, uh, and uh, the reserves finished. I think we were second uh, in their league and uh, the first. We had a lot of problems because of COVID, hangovers and things like that. So it, it wasn't a brilliant season for the first, but we, we stayed, the, stayed uh, all the way through. And we've got a good platform for this year. And we've got some really new, exciting players joined us uh, uh, this year as well. So, yeah, I would encourage everybody to come down to Burnham. Our first home game is on the 11th of September. And uh, the entrance is just £3. uh, And we're just literally launching at the moment a a season ticket for all our home games. So to come to all our home games on Saturdays and Sundays
1: uh, will cost £25. So you. You you can't say better than that, really. No, you can't definitely, and that's uh, that's a really good thing as well because it gives you know the the chair girls even more of a, a platform as well for for people to come and get their game. So if they want to find out more about uh, the season tickets and also becoming a chair girl champion, uh, how can they find out the details about that?
4: Uh, go onto the uh, trust website. Top of the main page, there's a button that says chair girls. Click that and you'll get uh, all the information about season tickets and becoming the Chairgirls champion. And, yeah, Chairgirls champion costs you a little bit more. It's uh, for somebody who's willing to put £500 uh, behind the Chairgirls, all of which goes to pay for um, kit, for the training, for uh, the coaches and for the fees at Burnham. Um, But for that, uh, you'll get um, a a really good deal. You you get updated fixture lists emailed to you. You get weekly match reports emailed to you. You get a monthly newsletter from Carl, our head coach. You obviously get a season ticket included to all the, the women's games and an invitation to a number of exclusive training uh, days with experienced visiting coaches. So it's a nice little package if you want to sort of really get in there and support us
1: yeah and as you said after the Lionesses success uh, you know let's let's support you know the real grassroots teams that you know was where it all starts for so uh, a massive good luck to the chair girls um, this season and we'll keep you updated here on the Wickham Wonder Show uh, and Wickham Sound with with their seasons all three of the sides Nigel what would your um, you know your words to chair boys fans for this upcoming season from the trust be
4: what would the sorry? Luke, what would your message be that? to
1: your message to Chairboys fans for the rest of the season so from the trust? Me-
4: message to Chairboys fans would be uh, get behind the team. Definitely get behind the team. It's going to be an exciting season. Uh, and get yourself down to Adams Park as often as you can. If you're not a season ticket holder, come down every time you can and, and make sure there's a huge amount of noise. Because don't forget, we're going to be playing some big teams who are going to bring. Fifteen, eighteen hundred 1,800 fans into that away stand and they're going to make a racket and we need to make sure that we can
1: outshout them and out sing them. Perfect. Nigel, thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight on the Wicker Wanderer show. I'm sure we'll hear from you as well on our Saturday shows uh, throughout the season and, of course, any other time on a, on a Wicker Wanderer show as well.
4: Thank you very much,
1: Luke. Uh, as we were talking about the Wickham Wand- Wanderers women, uh, Luke Cashman earlier on this week uh, caught up with vice-captain of the Chairgirls, Cara House.
6: It is a step in the right direction. You know, when I was growing up, we didn't really have uh, much uh, women's football to look at and um, to, to see and like, to have role models now. Um, you know, it's good. It's, um, it's, it's positive and you can just see how the, the game's growing.
0: Absolutely, I think something that a lot of people have taken from it as well, even as, as spectators is i 've seen a lot of comment online about how nice it was for people to go to these matches and you know see alongside you know, excellent football being played and, and thoroughly entertaining, um, but also the the fact that it was a much more pleasant atmosphere, and you know there, were, there was no none of the kind of negative side of, of things that sometimes people associate with football
6: yeah exactly you know anybody could go and watch the game regardless and like i went to the germany finland game at stadium mk and there was no nastiness, there was no like abuse or anything like that like everybody within the crowd was there to just watch the game and watch the women's play you know it, it was good
0: absolutely and, and i suppose you know you, you mentioned that there weren't really that many role models when when you were, were growing up so how, how significant do you think this is for for the next generation of girls who are coming through and, and um you know i was personally shocked by the statistics of saying how few girls have access to football in school so do you think this will be a a changing point for that
6: yeah most definitely um you know girls should be having more access to football at school you know i didn't really have much as a as a kid and you know it should should grow now now the, you know what we've seen with the euros and everything
0: um yeah absolutely and, and I suppose you know you've got um, a, a relatively a, a decent following at Wickham Wanderers and and do you, do you think that that might might grow this year as well
6: yeah we hope with with the euros and how how the women's team have got on that we just hope that more people will come and watch us you know at burnham and and just see how how we progress throughout the season and see how we get on you know the support would be
0: would be amazing and I suppose it's, it's about having people's you know a general awareness raised towards the the, the enjoyment that you can get from watching yeah. um, women's football and actually you know that that builds and that, that can also be a great momentum for, for the team as well
6: yeah exactly it gives us like the Having um, a crowd there it gives you something else, you know. It gives you that energy boost that you might need within a game or or something like that. Just to hear like an applaud or something, just to say that you've done something good or or something like that.
0: Absolutely, and people. You know, I often hear people say, "Oh, you know, it's like having an extra player on the field when you've yeah. got the, the crowd behind you." And yeah you uh, Wickham are obviously known for having a very loyal following as a club so it's a case of, of wanting to carry that on and actually you know it's not just about the the men's team but also the women's team as well
6: yeah to just get behind us as well yeah that would be good like to have some of the you know the women's uh, men's supporters to, to come and watch our games you know it, it's still quite local and you know
0: Absolutely, and so um, looking ahead to, to the to the new season, how a uh, 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 preparations been going, and how how do you, how are you feeling about the the start of the new season?
6: You know, it's very exci- yeah, very exciting. Sorry, um, we've had a new management come in. They're, they've been amazing. They've working they're working so hard to, to get everything back up and running um, from where we left off last season, um, and it's good to have Carl and Jamie and Dan brought uh, aboard and just um, trying to progress really. I mean pre-season has been going really well. We've had loads of pre-season games. Um, they've been challenging but it, it's been good for us and we're finally building as a squad um, to help us strengthen. Um, but yeah we're definitely looking forward to, the, to our first league game of the season, season against um, um, Winchester.
0: Excellent, so um, that would be a, the first opportunity I suppose uh, for, for fans who may have been listening to or following the the, the Euros and seeing the, the stories that have, have come out of that to think actually now I want to apply this to a grassroots level and go and support my local side.
6: Yeah, exactly.
0: And and so what what would your your message be to people who perhaps haven't yet dabbled in, in, in coming along to watch um, women's football? You know, um, just
6: come and just watch basically and it's um, It's exciting. Um, you know, it's, it's different from the men's football, but in a very different way. And it's good to
1: get people to, to come. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. It is part three of the Wickham Wanderers show. A big thank you to Nigel Kingston for joining us uh, to talk about the trust of the club and Wickham Wanderers women. Uh, and a big thank you to Cara Howells for talking to Luke Hashman earlier in the week. Uh, Good evening to Henry and Russell, both listening. Send a message on social media. Good evening, thank you doing well. All right, time to go back to today's press session from earlier on. uh, Where our brand new reporter, Craig Anderson, spoke to Daryl Horgan, which we'll hear in a minute, and Alfie Mawson as well, but first he spoke to Gareth Ainsworth. How would you
7: sum up the first three games of the season one win or two wins and one defeat how would you kind of assess
8: that so far yeah happy with where we are you know as, uh, we tried something at Bolton away um, didn't pay off and I've said after in, in the press you know, I'll take that one no problem tactical I'll take that um, so the other games yeah really pleased with where we are you know the two wins back to a sort of a normal solid shape and uh, and we uh, we looked solid in both games uh, we looked like very threatening going forward as well so now pleased with where we are you know I think there's one or two more to add for depth in the whole squad but um, no we, we, we've, we've started the season okay I think um, I think that was a tough game up at, up at uh, Bolton and uh, and I think teams will find it you know very tough I think they won 5-1 in midweek in the League Cups just showing what a strong team they are they've recruited really well this season they've they've got plenty of money as well you know they signed in uh, in January they signed some real top players and uh, and I think Ian Evatt's got them clicking well Um we hope to be up and around it with Bolton at the end of the season but um, early signs are saying that um, we are just where I thought we would be probably one or two players short of a of a quality squad and, uh, and we're working on that before the end of the window There's been a Weather warning of uh, extreme heat for the next sort of few days till Sunday is there anything you're doing particularly
3: to prepare or any extra water breaks at the nah,
8: not, not really you know the lads are professional they're hydrated we're training a little bit earlier I think in the next two days just to stay out that mid-disc and we don't want to you know knock any of the strength out of the boys but um you know, Saturday's three o'clock it's going to be 30 odd degrees and it's going to be a scorcher you know so we've got to get used to it and uh and again sports science and medical side of things now that's what they're coming to play you know we're, we're all about tactics and the football and selection but um now we uh we know it's going to be hot but um same for both teams as they say so we uh, we're going to prepare in the right way
7: and last question for myself. Um, after Northampton, did everyone come out okay? No, uh, any calls or injuries? No,
8: I think I think we're okay. I think we had a, a pretty full, full, fully fit squad, you know, which is great. So. Um great to see some of the young boys playing in natural positions and, and doing so well so gives me plenty of headaches for team selections Uh another tie in the, F- in, in the Carabao Cups are in uh, and that's, uh, that's a big thing as well Bristol City at home So going to be a nice tie for us as well so big underdogs in that one and uh, looking forward to the next round but good squad to pick from for Saturday now and hopefully we can get the right result.
1: Uh, Craig talking to Gareth Ainsworth earlier on and as we mentioned uh, earlier throughout the day uh, that second round of the Carabao Cup uh, with Bristol City is on the Twenty fourth of August, a Wednesday evening at Adams Park, with kickoff at seven forty five. Uh, now, if there is one player that the Chairboys have been uh, Chairboys fans have been asking for for most of the season so far, uh, that is Alfie Mawson. Gareth Ainsworth had this announcement earlier on.
8: Yeah, we've uh, we've managed to secure Alfie Mawson for uh, um, for a year. Um, we're, we're really really pleased. Obviously, Alfie's uh, was fantastic in his first spell here and went on to. Glorious things, I think, uh, on the bench for England at one stage, you know, which is, uh, and he always, he always credits Wickham as the place he enjoyed his football the most. Um, he's had his fair share of knocks and injuries, and, uh, and we're going to be very careful in managing him and, and getting the best out of him. But, um, having Alfie Morson back in the Wickham squad for me is, is just brilliant. And, uh, you know, we ask for patience with the signings, and I'm hoping that the, uh, the fans jump on this one. Um, We'll make sure we get him fit. We do that with players, and uh, and we'll get the best out of Alfie Morrison. I think, as well as him, he's going to bring on the likes of, you know, Chris Farino and, and Jack Wakely, you know, and as, as a fantastic mentor in that position. So, um, I'm really pleased to, Alfie's back, and uh, hopefully we can, I uh, say, get some fantastic results with him in the team. Must be really pleased to to get him back because when
7: a lot of people talk about the uncovered gems you found during your time at Wickham, is one that springs to mind and also
8: everyone talks about Alfie Morrison too. Yeah, um, both have been in the England setup um since making their debuts at Wickham, you know, so we've got to be very proud of that and uh, and let's say Alfie the the, the person he is uh is just a just a well rounded, grounded, humble guy who's who's been at the top <clears throat> and uh and we we're, we're really proud that He's come back. Um, there's quite a few, uh, quite a few of these boomerang players, aren't there? That come back to Wickham, and uh, and Alfie's definitely joining the list of uh, fantastic talent that, that has, you know, gone on to brilliant things, but also come back and uh, and almost said his, his thank yous to to Wickham again. And uh, we're, we're really pleased and proud to have him. I think he's a fantastic defender at this level, and uh, hopefully. We can keep him fit. We'll get the best out of him. Uh,
1: Sam Avery asking the questions there to Gareth Ainsworth on the news that Alfie Mawson is back, and here he is talking to the press earlier on. Uh, Alfie Mawson is back, being a chairboys. Alfie, welcome
7: back to the club. Uh, congratulations on resigning. You must be eager to get going. Yeah, yeah, really happy. Uh, it's been in the pipeline for a little while. Um, always in contact with with the Gaffer and, and blooms especially in Dobbo and that. So um, yeah, when the uh, when the opportunity arose to, to come in and uh, come in and train. Um, I said to the gaffer in the summer that if I did come and and train I wouldn't really want to be then leaving so it was a it was a decision that as soon as I made it you know I stuck with it and um, yeah just happy to be happy to be back You made a really impression during your, your loan spell here seven, eight years ago I guess you would be looking to try and create those memories again Yeah I hope so I wish the body felt the same too. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah listen I love my time here I think it was a massive massive part of my career and it got me to where I never thought I would have been um, a few years later so yeah, no, I'm so grateful. Now I can come back and then hopefully, hopefully, we pay that that trust that they put in me then and, and that, that they've just put in me again. And still, familiar from, from faces as well from your first spell at with Obviously, you're still in charge, Matt Blunt. our partner coaching stuff. Yeah, it never changes. here, just a few little, um, few, few more players. Um, the club's obviously got a way bigger. and um, so I'm uh, happy to happy to have come into uh, you know, like a, a project that's that's ongoing. Um. Listen, I loved it. Like I said, the, the staff and that, everyone's the same. Uh, um, the, play, the players have improved, the quality's got better. But yeah, like, there's a, a big pull in coming back with the staff being the same. It was, um, I know what I'm coming into. Um, a good, a good um, atmosphere with, with staff that just expect the minimal in terms of, you know, just you know, want you to work hard and, that and everything else a bonus. So uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just happy to, to be back a month there. Yeah. And finally, any aims this season for yourself in particular? No, no, I just, like I said, I just want to come in and I think it's different now. When I first came here, it was about, you know, trying to, trying to start to forge out a career and, uh, and, and do as well as I could personally. But now I'm coming in and, uh, you know, with my experience, I want to, want to help them, the young lads, um, help them kick on. And like uh, case um, example is, you know, Big Chris, um, i spoke to the gaffer about him, you know, tons and tons of potential come in, you know, Wakely come in and I want to come and enjoy it. Enjoy, Working with them and um, and see that hunger that I had when I was their age and that uh, you know like I said the main thing about coming back was to, to enjoy football again. It's been a while since I've you know actually enjoyed kicking football, so uh, I know I'm going to do that here.
1: Uh, Alfie Morrison talking to the press earlier on today. Uh, now Daryl Horgan was part of the team that beat Northampton on Tuesday evening. Uh, Craig caught up with him at this morning's press session uh, and spoke to him about his targets.
5: I don't don't really set targets Um, obviously I wasn't happy with goal return last season Um, but you know kind of like I said earlier everyone's playing their own part and doing different things you know love to score more goals I don't think there's a player on on the planet who would say different Um, but look the the aim is promotion and surpassing how people think we're going to do so you know we'll be all guns blazing for that and uh, we just talked about it. it's been your birthday a couple of days ago um, and there's a great number of younger players at Wickham. do you see yourself as like a mentor and a leader in the, in the group now? I suppose when you get older you do have to kind of help young lads along a small bit um, I don't go out of my way looking for uh, to be considered a mentor a leader or anything like that I just want to help people along and do what I can um, you know there's a lot of really really talented young lads in that room that have a bit to learn you know, it, it takes time. We were all all there at one stage and we all needed that uh, that guiding hand every now and then. But, you know, they all played, a load of them played on Tuesday night and I thought they were they were really good. Like I said earlier, um, you know, there wasn't too much kind of coaxing or pulling people around. They knew where they were. And, you know, I think the first goal, no, the second goal came from lads being in brilliant positions and then making brilliant runs. Um, and the first, first goal came from again lads in good positions making good runs you know so these are young players with a lot of, um, a lot of intelligence and they just need uh, a small bit of guidance here and there but they're flying it
1: uh, Darren Horgan talking to Craig at today's press session earlier on. Uh, a big thank you to Craig for being part of the press session for us this morning. Thank you to Phil for his wonderful match debrief uh, and cello as well. To Nigel and to Cara Howells. Uh, that is it for the Wicked Wonders show for this week. If you want some more Chairboys content ahead of Saturday's game, head to Wanderers TV. We'll be back on Saturday live from 12 in the car park uh, and live commentary of the game on Saturday from 3 up the week.